Coming up on episode 61 of Anchor Persons. Kiss my shiny metal ass. You say potato, I say perfume. Oh, what do you want, Mary? Do you want the moon? I'll say the word, I'll throw a lasso around it and bring it down for you. Welcome to Jurassic Snot. What's news? Stay tuned to learn, ladies and gentlemen. This is Anchor Persons. From the south and east of the northwest, the land of trees and rivers, now in 60 shades of gray, it's Anchor Persons with Gene and Greg Person. Featuring sports, emotional weather, food crime, the podcast shopping network, and more. Anchors weigh you down. Cut loose with your news. Here's Gene and Greg. Good evening, wherever you are, whoever you are. And welcome to Anchor Persons. I'm Gene Person. And I'm Greg Person. No relation. Anchor Persons is a news show for people who do not like news shows by people who do not like news shows. And also by a dog who's not too fond of news shows either. (laughs) Right. He fucking hates news. He hates ducks and geese. He hates not having treats, which I'm going to rectify right now. Sure. So let's get right into tonight's story beats. Legendary director and producer Ivan Reitman has died in his last words declaring, death is but a door, time is but a window, I'll be back. Beef from Michigan has been found to have high levels of PFAs, so-called forever chemicals, that pose a danger to humans that consume them. The -the jack-in-the-box down the street from my house and the -the jack-in-the-box on the other side of town immediately started a bidding war for that beef. (laughs) It's... (laughs) It's funny because it's true. (laughs) Jack of the box is really bad. A new study shows that restricting calories by just 14% for two years rewires the metabolism and immune system for longer, healthier life. To which Americans responded, (laughs) (laughs) Nearly 60,000 bees have been stolen from a U.S. supermarket chain's Pennsylvania headquarters. A spokesman for the company was quoted as saying, Not the bees! A Catholic priest resigned after discovering that he'd accidentally changed a word in the baptism ceremony, thereby rendering thousands of baptisms invalid. If it helps, Padre, remember that religion is all made up. The highly contagious H5N1 bird flu variant has been confirmed to have been found in an Indiana turkey farm. In response, the jack-in-the-box down the street from my house and the -the jack-in-the-box on the other (laughs) side of town immediately started a bidding war for the poultry. (laughs) Prince Andrew has paid a $17 million settlement to Virginia Jeffrey, which he had because centuries ago, a distant cousin of his told people that God said he owned the country and British people are apparently still cool with it. A school bus driver in Florida faces charges after being accused of driving drunk with 40 middle school students on board. All joking aside, if any one of you had even two eighth graders sitting behind you, chances are you would be hitting the bottle too. President Biden has pledged that he will not send American soldiers to fight in Ukraine, so I hope they like pierogi. SpaceX says that over 40 of its satellites are now falling out of orbit, or, given the connection to Elon Musk, maybe the satellites just heard that outer space is black. Oh, dip. That's a good one. I like that one. But enough about the news. It's main news. 
All right, so <clears throat> maybe this is um, provocation, maybe it's publicity stunt, but the Idaho Potato Commission has announced it's celebrating Valentine's Day with a limited edition potato perfume. The, f- the fragrance, Fruits by Idaho, is made from distilled potatoes and essential oils and is designed to smell like a plate of fries. The IPC president was quoted as saying, This perfume is great for anyone who can't refuse a French fry. The bottles were sold for $1.89 each, but sold out really quickly. Apparently, there's an Instagram contest where you can still win a bottle. I feel like this is maybe a slap in the face to Oregon potatoes, which are the superior potato. And Mm -hmm. on Oregon's birthday, no less. Mm -hmm. Anyone who is... Right? Anyone who's ever worked in fast food knows you don't need a perfume to smell like potato or like French fries. You just work. You work right. for a few you just, hours and, and you, you'll you never get it out. Stand next to a fryer for the day and that's the rest of your life. Right. But here's here's the thing. So you're telling me that the insane clown posse made this potato perfume no the ipc not the icp okay okay well then i like it less but potato perfumes how the fuck do they work well you take some essential oils and potatoes and you mix them together apparently okay okay i will i will say though that a woman who smelled like fresh french fries would yeah i mean that's gonna work at least it would work on me the the smell of fresh french fries is extremely alluring to me okay okay so so maybe you are the the target demo for this perfume but do you think it wouldn't be just a little bit better if it were made with you know eastern oregon potatoes yes it absolutely 100 percent would be as everything is right i mean right it's weird that there's a whole contingent of this state that wants to join Idaho. Never. I, I'll, I'll I, fight I know. This, the war against against uh, greater Idaho for the rest of my life, if need be. I well, will well, never the, join The chances of it happening are really, really slim. It'd have to be approved by both legislatures and the, and the nation's legislature, and I just don't see that happening. No, I'm, it's never going to actually happen, but... The, the idea of it, that I know. mingling our potatoes with their potatoes makes my skin crawl. So there's this whole movement in the state of Oregon. Like first, they, they've tried to recall our governor like a bunch of times. And I'm no fan of the state's governor necessarily. But uh, it's, it's a huge waste of effort. And it's all kind of a moot point because you can't run again anyway under state law. I don't. I don't get it. Anyway, when when the last recall effort failed, they really started to try to drum up support for this greater Idaho movement to annex half the state to Idaho. Like that's going to fix any problems. I mean, if you want to go live in Idaho, it's right there. Knock yourself yeah, it's out. right next. It's, you know, it's a couple hours drive away. You head on over. You pay your sales tax. You pump your own gas. And you enjoy the benefits of having almost no infrastructure whatsoever because you live in a state that supports austerity politics. All right. What's your first story, Greg? 
Alright, so you know Futurama. You love it, as we all do. It's mm -hmm. a classic. Um, well, they're bringing it back on Hulu. Oh, they are? And they're getting... Well, here's the thing. They're getting almost all of the original cast. But... You say almost the, all of the original cast. I do. And this uh, here's the rub. Is they lowballed John DiMaggio during contract negotiations... And they wanted to try and get somebody to, to do a sound alike to be the voice of Bender. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But here's here's the thing is it's not 1996 anymore. You can't treat voice actors like that. The right. fans found out about it. They are not having it. They are standing by their man. And mm -hmm. they're calling, you know, they're calling Hulu out. And uh, it doesn't look like they're going to get away with it this time. Good, good. So I like it when yeah, when, I mean, something you know, a bad actor is finally called into account, and by a bad actor, I mean Hulu in this case, not not John DiMaggio, not John DiMaggio, who's a fantastic actor, and we all agree. right, right, yeah. Bender is like the best part of that show, so <laughs> right, exactly, and everybody knows it. Bender is the soul of Futurama. Without without Bender. Futurama is not the same show at all. And without John DiMaggio, there is no Bender. Right. So without Bender, we'll just have to get our own show with Blackjack and hookers. In fact, forget the Blackjack. All right. My next story. Modern animals aren't the only ones to get respiratory infections. And now there's evidence. Researchers were examining a uh, diplodocid that lived 150 million years ago where they discovered some growths on neck bones shaped like broccoli. They believe these formed as a response to an infection like aspergillosis, which is a fungal respiratory infection. The dinosaur likely experienced coughing, sneezing, fever, and other symptoms in common with colds and the flu. This means that the Brachiosaurus that sneezed on Lex when she was up in that tree was sick and not following protocols. For shame, Brachiosaur. Don't be a rat licker. Well, this was a pre-COVID uh, dinosaur sneeze. That's so true. I mean, That's it was true. still like sneezing in someone's face was still massively uncool 20 years ago or however long ago it was. But remember, just a couple of and, years ago, uh, we were still letting kids blow all over their birthday cake. So. Oh, God. But see, I never I never ate a child's birthday cake because why would you want a cake that a child had spit on? Right. Right. It's a good question. But um too bad about that dinosaur. I assume that's what killed him. Well, they didn't say definitively that that, that was what killed him. But at the very least, it, it made the end more likely to happen for the dinosaur. So if the, if the infection didn't kill him, then it's very likely the infection weakened him enough that it made him easy prey for a predator. And if that didn't do it, sure as shit, that meteor was going to do it. Right. So there was no getting out of there alive. Yeah, the, the dinosaurs were always fucked, is I guess the moral of this story. Okay, so let's move on to your next story. Indeed. Well, now there's there's a neoliberal think tank called the Adam Smith Foundation, so you know already I love these guys. Sure. Mm -hmm. They have proposed that we can solve global poverty by portioning out the moon to different countries, so every country gets their own piece of the moon, and then they can let corporations advertise on their portion of the moon. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> These people are sick. Just, just fucking sickos. What the fuck? How is that going to solve? Like, first of all, for advertising to be effective, it has to reach someone. I don't understand how this works. Well, it goes like this. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. <laughs> it's Pizza Hut. Now yeah, for... that's, that's DiGiorno. <laughs> when... <laughs> when the moon seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's mm -hmm. Boone Farm. Oh, gotcha. Okay. When the think tank comes up with what think tanks come up with, that's moronic. Bells that ring, ding-a-ling-a-ling. Ding-a-ling-a-ling. <laughs> Speaking of bells that ring, in a, a suburb of Florence, all day and all night, the bells of a local church, Santa Maria a Conversiano, rang incessantly. Priest Don Leonardo Gary seemed to have no mercy for his parishioners, and he just kept the bells a-tolling. Residents complained about the bells, but this ended up dragging on for four years. The bells ringing hundreds of times a day on holidays every half hour. Eventually, they just, they had had enough. I don't know how it took four years to get to this point. Eventually, they actually put in complaints like to regional agencies for environmental, you know, noise pollution and things like that. The priest was fined a penalty of 2,000 euros, which is a pretty tidy sum. And uh, the town has now fallen silent. Man, I used to uh, live just a little ways down the street from uh, the Sacred Heart Church that had the bells. Mm -hmm. And just, it felt like it was constant, but it really wasn't. It just, it felt that way because I was so annoyed by it every single time. Sacred Heart sounds so familiar. It's the one that's over by um, the the Taqueria and the Laundromat and the Minute Mart. Hmm. I don't think I've ever been there, but it does ring a bell for some reason. God damn it. God damn it, Gene. But you know <laughs> what? That's, that's my... F you can hear the resignation in my voice because that's my fault. I, I walked right into that one and yeah. Well, that's, okay. that's what I get. I had a couple more I wanted to talk about. This one's yeah, of course. A li little bit more of a lighter side story. Uh huh. Um, I don't really know quite how to explain it, but if any of you listeners out there have ever seen the Wikipedia page for high fiving, uh, I do recommend looking it up if you haven't seen it. It's a lot of fun because they do have pictures to illustrate what a high five looks like and then mm -hmm. a down low, and then a too slow. Now, and there's there's a couple in these pictures that are real cute. And there was uh, a journalist for, if I'm not mistaken, it was Input Magazine, hmm. who asked herself, why are is this couple in these high-fiving photos so captivating? I wonder what happened to these people. It turns out that at the time that those photos were taken, the uh, the couple in them were dating, and then years later, through some some very romantic star-crossed circumstances, they ended up getting married. They are still married, twelve years later. They have a beautiful family, and they're very happy together. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. I have seen those those photos, and 
and they are they are pretty captivating. I mean, as disappointed as she looks in that photo to be, she looks absolutely crestfallen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's, he's got like the, he's got that douchebag smirk on like perfectly. Oh, he's so fucking smug, and he's doing finger guns, right? And also, the the finger guns uh, in the caption are hyperlinked, so you can learn what finger guns are. Oh, it's so great. I love Wikipedia. I do. And, um, but as disappointed as she looks in that photo, that mm. is exactly how happy she is in real life. Oh, so, that's so great. Yeah. That's awesome. Those, those guys are doing rad. I have some uplifting stories too. Oh yeah. Hit me. More than one, believe it or not. So th- this week it was announced and this is really exciting Dollywood Parks and Resorts will be covering 100% of tuition fees and books for any employee who's going to school. That's pretty good. It's amazing. Dolly Parton doing the work that that all these politicians keep promising and never fulfilling. Well, and I'm not one of these people who thinks that Dolly Parton is like a modern saint or whatever. She's not but- a saint. No. But she's a good egg. She's a good person. You can tell her heart's in the right place. She's 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 doing more for for student loans than this present administration is doing. And she's Or ever will. Right. Is it you know, too late to get a job at Dollywood? I don't know. I don't know. Cause if you this only f- applies to current employees, then you know. All I know for sure is that the applicants must be 14 years of age or older. Okay, well that rules both of us out. Oh, or older. No, we're we're good. We can. Yeah, yeah. No, we so we are, older. we are over 14. Some of us by a lot. So my other uh, uplifting story is that a um, an implant in the spinal cord has enabled a man paralyzed by a breakage in the spinal cord to walk again. That's cool. That's cool. I'm into that. That is amazing. Now, the technology wouldn't apply to every individual with a spinal cord injury, but just being able to repair the connection between those signals is a massive leap forward. Well, you know, it's funny because I actually I read about that study as well. The Mm -hmm. um, the thing with the, the electrodes, every single uh, subject in their initial study uh, was paralyzed in a motorcycle accident. So folks with the Mm -hmm. motorcycles, just cool it. Okay. You ain't Marlon Brando. Yeah. Yeah. Motorcycles are very dangerous. They really are. Just, you know, get a car, get something, get something with some seats and some seat belts and a carapace. Don't get paralyzed or do like, I don't care. But yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, if you if you don't want to get paralyzed, sell your motorcycle. Buy a sports car. It's just as thrilling and a hell of a lot safer. Yeah, and you know the ladies will still know that you're a cool guy if you have a yeah. sports car. I'd like to tell you a story, if I may, of a really yeah. cool guy who is actually a girl and a dog. Uh, mm-hmm. Her name is Molly, and she got lost in the woods. Because what had happened was, don't worry, don't worry. This story features a dog in peril, but it has a very uplifting ending. Okay. So Molly had just come home from the shelter with her new family. 
and then uh -huh. they had to go do something. So they had Molly in the, they had Molly in the carrier inside the the shop, like the you know the outbuilding shop. Right. When they come back a few minutes later, Molly had escaped the carrier and escaped the shop, and had run off into the woods. Okay. So they're thinking, okay, this is a bummer. But these people, they go all out to find their dog. Her family, her new family was very, very uh, on top of finding this dog. They had a special crew of people helping them who specialized in skittish dogs. So, you know, they know not to like chase after her or whatever. They set up mm -hmm. feeder traps uh, in the woods, you know, to try to lure her in. And they had cameras mm -hmm. all around so they could track her movements. But even so, it took 17 days for Molly to come home. In that time, she drank water by following a creek. She ate what she found in the woods. There's even video of her fighting off a pack of coyotes in the middle of the night. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. You can you can see the video. And after 17 days, by happenstance, she ran across a feeder trap, wandered in to get some food. They were able to bring her back home. And the vet examined her, apart from having lost 10 pounds, which is a lot on a dog that size, um, mm -hmm. by, you know, having been in the woods for so long. She was otherwise in good health. They've got her on a special diet to help her gain some weight again. And uh, she's going to be okay. That's a great story. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a harrowing well, adventure. All's well that ends well, I say. I mean, is there anything better than the story of a dog triumphing over adversity. There is not. Probably not, no. So, uh, sad news. Apparently Rosario Dawson and Cory Booker have broken up. What was the deal with that relationship? So one of the worst actors in the history of the profession no longer has access to Rosario Dawson. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like that. That's funny to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the story was with that relationship. And honestly, I don't care. I just brought that headline on board because I wanted to make that joke. I just, I I really can't stand Cory Booker. Fucking... I know, but I have so much respect for Rosaria Dawson. She's an incredible actor. She's, she's fantastic. No shade ever to Rosaria Dawson. I just don't yeah. get why you would date somebody like Cory Booker. Like, right. the, the guy, he's he's not attractive. He's not powerful. He's he's a fucking doofus. He's the most uncharismatic person you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. What is the deal? How well, does that work? you know, he's he's a neo-lib. He's, and... he, he's, he's saying he's got a big hog? Is that? No. no. Okay, why, why I would... mean... That, that is not a characteristic it. that I think is associated with neolibs. No, well, I mean, maybe Bill Clinton. I don't know. What do we know about Bill Clinton's actual hog? I, I don't know that we know anything. Like, the only one that we know for sure was a, 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 a big piece of machinery was LBJ. That's true. That's true. And he wasn't he wasn't part of that whole neoliberal cabal. Not really. I mean, like, he had his not, whole war on no. poverty, great society thing. He was right. he was doing right. a very different sort of sort of vision of like uh, yeah the you know the 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 trek down into into 
you know, what modern liberalism has become really started with Carter. Right. Right. And, um, you know, when, when we do our, our presidential history podcast, we're going to be all about that one. Yeah, for sure. All right. Do you have any other stories you want to cover? Oh, there's, there's always stories to cover. Um, I have more too. <laughs> well, let me, uh, let me see if I can find the one that I found earlier that I thought was entertaining. Okay. This one's kind of, uh, kind of fucked up, right? Sure. Have you, have you heard of Clearview AI? I have not. I mean, I, I, I think I'm familiar with the name Clearview. I might have read a story about it at some point. You probably have. This is a company that does facial recognition technology uh, oh, prim- okay, yeah. primarily for the government and for law enforcement. And they are telling investors right now that it, they are seeking massive expansion beyond law enforcement. And they want to have 100 billion facial photos in their database within a year to ensure that almost everyone in the world will be identifiable. So, hmm. like, legally, I can't tell you on a podcast to take any action as a result of this information you've just learned. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, do what dot, you dot, dot. feel is right. Do what right. you feel is an, is a sane reaction to a company telling you that they want to be able to identify and track you. Mm-hmm. Just saying. You yeah. Follow your own conscience on that one. Well, Her Majesty the Queen is launching a royal catch-up, branded catch-up with the Queen's face on it. And uh, if there's one thing I know about the eating habits of the royals is that they like their food nice and bland. Apparently garlic isn't even allowed in any of the meals that they eat. Neither do they eat onions, which is insane to me. Those are like two of the best things. I know. Like if you told me I couldn't eat onions anymore, I'd march into the fucking sea. Like there would be no point. Yeah. So I I imagine this tomato sauce tastes like, oh, I guess it's made with dates and apple juice and spices, which, considering this is Brits, is probably, you know, salt, pepper. Right, that really spicy pepper. They also made a steak sauce, which they're calling brown sauce, and is packed with vinegar and spices, apparently. Similar to Worcestershire sauce. But uh, to purchase the Queen's Ketchup, you're gonna, you're gonna need to pay around nine dollars for the bottle that's so that's not nine pounds so that's like what like six pounds seven pounds something like that yeah whatever it is in pounds it's way more than a bottle of heinz ketchup which is the best ketchup it is objectively like there is you know i i follow the the food critic uh jeffrey steingarten in this who says listen you can try to make your own house-made ketchup. Go nuts. But uh-huh. you you will not exceed Heinz ketchup. There is no better ketchup. Well, given that the ketchup is produced by the queen, it's likely to be a big success, at least until it is inevitably charged with the rape of a teenager. Right. And then the queen's going to have to pay like 12 million pounds of her own money to bail out the ketchup. Right. But it's not and really just... her money either. It's the It's the people's money. 
There it goes. Um, Italy has uh, added environmental protection into its actual constitution. Nice. Which is something every, you know, major developed nation should do. Like, there, there's no excuse for not doing it at this point. We need to, to get into the very foundational documents of all of these nations that we enjoy in this world that we used to enjoy, or even if we didn't, would like to someday enjoy. <laughs> we need to, we need to make sure it's still around for us to, or we're still around to enjoy it. You know? Yeah. Alternately, you know, we could all just die. That's, that seems to be plan, true. plan B. And it seems to be kind of the one we're going for though. It is a solid alternative. And yeah, it does seem to, to be the way, the way we're all leaning. In court news, the judge in Sarah Palin's defamation suit against the New York Times has uh, dismissed the case after the jury found that there was no no merit to her assertion that the Times acted with malice. That wasn't a big payday for the world's dumbest former vice presidential candidate. Well, here's a fun one. Uh, did you know that th there is a Hummer electric vehicle? It's the 2022 GMC Hummer EV. They made an electric Hummer, huh? Yeah, they did. Do you know how much it weighs? How much? 9,000 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> that is... And dig this. Guess how much the, the battery for this car weighs? How much? 2,923 pounds, exactly. Wow. A battery that weighs over a ton. Weighs as much as a full-size car by itself. So you get this thing on the road. At some point, this car is, is more dangerous. I don't know. I feel like that is, that is a danger to every other car on the road and to the driver, potentially. Or anyone who might get trapped in there. Yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, you could, you could, you know, take out a city bus with this thing uh -huh. by by accident. I mean, it, it grinds up compacts under its wheels heedlessly. So I, I just can't imagine there's that much market for an electric Hummer. Is there? Maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's about the only yeah, person I, I guess. Can think of. It's like because like. The whole Hummer culture is people who don't give a shit that it gets like the worst gas mileage out of any vehicle out there. It's yeah, it's it's people who are like, I want to be environmentally conscious, but in the stupidest possible way. <laughs> right. <laughs> what a what a ridiculous thing to make. <laughs> Electric Hummer, nine thousand pounds. Yeah, love it. Wow. So a uh, Florida man who was opposed to uh, the school mask mandate at his son's school threatened to burn the school down. So uh, he's now under arrest. I always feel bad for the kids in those situations where like, your, oh, yeah, your dad was so wild at school that he got arrested and everybody saw it like because it's not the kids. It's not the kids fault. The dad is a fucking crazy pants. No, absolutely not. But, uh, but yeah, don't threaten to burn any place down. If you're going to burn a place down, don't talk about it. 
Right. That's, I mean, that's my takeaway from this story. Burn a place down or don't, but tell no one. So I have another story from Florida. Uh-huh. A, a 32-year-old woman riding around the Orlando airport on a motorized suitcase led police on a chase before battering a police officer. Nice. Good. I love it. Why was she so, riding around the suitcase? Is one of those it's one of those motorized suitcases. So it's kind of almost like a bike that you ride around on. I've never and, seen uh, or heard of a motorized suitcase. Oh yeah, they're expensive. But uh apparently uh she was accused of battery because she uh, she spit on the officer. Yeah, I mean, that's battery, that counts. Don't spit on people. Not in COVID times. Don't be gross. Certainly, yeah. Well, that's all my stories. Greetings, gentle listeners. If you enjoy this podcast, you may also like Brosé, a mirthy talk show starring four bros who sip wine and consider questions submitted by you, the audience, about current events, pop culture, and which Muppet you should get tattooed on your back. Subscribe to Brosé wherever you get your podcasts. That's B. R-O-S-E. Brose, the podcast for those who drink rosé. Trying new things can often lead to failure, and so this week, Greg and Gene are back with more touching tips on something they can actually be experts about. Oh, I wrote hobbies here instead of failure. Oh, well, failure is my hobby. All right. It must be because I don't get paid for it, and I do it every single day. All right, so my first touching tip Wood burning is a relaxing and productive hobby, and Hollywood actor Elijah Wood doesn't seem to mind at all. Remember, anything can be a hobby if you bore other people with it. Some people think model trains are kind of a dorky hobby. That's why I collect supermodel trains. Hobbies are like assholes. Everybody's got one, but some people get deeper into them than others. Knitting is a great way to keep your idle hands busy. Of course, if you're in my house, your hands are mostly busy shooing away cats and toddlers from your yarn. Knitting is a great hobby if you know a bunch of people who seem like they need round hats but don't know where to buy them. All right, and let's move on to the emotional weather. This week's emotional weather, blessy, stressy, and aggressy. Would you like to lead these off, Greg? I would. Um, for blessy, just briefly, I want to return to this uh, priest who had to leave his parish because he literally said one word wrong in his baptism. And the church now believes that those baptisms are not valid. And yeah, that's, that's just silly. I I just, I love it because like, where do you think those words came from? Those exact English words that he said, who, Hmm. It's just, it's so hard for me to wrap my head around. I know. I know. But they they have to do that. They have to pretend that the magic is real or else the whole thing falls apart. I mean, right. if they actually say, you know what? It doesn't matter what the words are that you say. Then people are going to be like, well, wait a minute. If that part didn't matter, then maybe this part doesn't matter. And then the whole thing falls to pieces House of cards, because everyone man. realizes it's all a giant scam mm-hmm. and always has been. Mm-hmm. All right, my blessy weather. If I sneeze, I'm not going to get bent out of shape if you say bless you. But in our house, we say Shazam. 
because we are nerds. All right, well, for my stressy weather, um, I want to talk about an herbal supplement, ashwagandha, that um, I think I've, I've been taking ashwagandha for a few weeks now. And Gene, I think you've also started taking ashwagandha. I do take ashwagandha, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I found that it is actually fantastic for helping me relieve stress because it's an adaptogen. Uh, it helps your body to mediate the effects of stress. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find that it's had any positive effects for you? So it's hard to tell. I haven't been as stressed out lately, and I don't know that that's entirely because of the ashwagandha. But it's not like so. It's not like um, previous treatments of for anxiety I've taken, where I feel an instant relaxation. We're talking about like Xanax and stuff here, where all of a sudden the anxiety doesn't matter because I feel completely relaxed. This is, this works very differently. It's, it's, it's like the stresses that are coming my way. I'm having an easier time coping with them. Right. And that's, that's exactly what it says on the tin. So I'm, I'm a hundred percent pleased with, with my ashwagandha supplements and I intend to keep taking it legally. I can't advise anyone to take drugs on the podcast But since there's Mm -hmm. basically no laws of any kind that govern herbal supplements, I urge you all to take this. You should probably talk with your doctor, uh, particularly if, you know. Don't need to. We don't need to say that because it's an herbal supplement. Don't talk to your doctor. Don't talk to anybody. Just take it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So my stressy weather, stress and anxiety are very prevalent right now in this world gone mad. It's hard to combat it, but little things can make a huge difference. I can't speak for everyone, but for me, I made an investment in a quality weighted blanket, and that was a huge help. When I am in my blanket, it feels like I'm getting a hug and the edges of my body come into sharper focus, so I know where my body ends, which is sometimes uh, knowing where your body is in space is really hard for people with my neurotype. It's an amazing, calming feeling, and I get the best sleep as a result. I could use better sleep. I really could. I'm telling you, like, at least for me, the weighted blanket probably improved the quality of my sleep by at least 20%. Well, I'm going to have to look into one of those. I mean, they are a little expensive, which is the main reason I put off buying one. But one of these days, I'm just going to have to do it. The prices are coming down. I do advise investing in a good duvet so that, because you can't wash the blanket. So get, get a good duvet so that you have something that you can wash to keep it clean and invest in a bamboo duvet because weighted blankets, those little glass beads generate heat like nobody's business. And if you've got a nice bamboo material duvet, you're not going to get overheated. Related fact, if I remember correctly, Bamboo Duvet was also the winner of Drag Race Season 8. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. That was Bob the Drag Queen. but For my aggressive weather, I learned this week about something called relational aggression, uh, which is when people are dicks to each other. Not in a violent or threatening way, but like... Um, Excluding people from activities, talking behind their backs, spreading rumors about them, 
picking on them on social media. This is what is known as relational aggression, and it is apparently the most common form of bullying. I thought it was called co-hosting a podcast. <laughs> That's funny. I relationally <clears throat> bully Gene every week, and we wouldn't have it any other way. My aggressive weather, we wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> in, in the city of Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, some turkeys went fucking batshit and started chasing animals and people. And the citizens complained and the USDA Wildlife Service had to intervene, capturing three turkeys last Wednesday. In the turkey's defense, though, they were led to believe that there was widespread voter fraud and foul play in the election of the bird president. Foul play, you say? That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. That was by design. Love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. If you if you look at my show notes, you will see I spelled it with a W. I would never look at your show notes. That's part of my relational <laughs> aggression toward you. Okay. Well, as you know, every star on the flag is another dirty spot on the unwashed, blood-soaked hands of a country that won't take the calls the hostage negotiators are trying to make. And so we present State Up, our weekly review of all 50 states in the Union. This week, we present facts about Texas. My first fact, Texas is called the Lone Star State, after Beyonce. Everything's bigger in Texas, except dicks. The capital city of Texas, Austin, is shagadelic, baby, yeah. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is one half of famed classic comedy duo Dharma and Greg. The Texas power grid is actually a complicated wire structure commissioned to point out the follies of privatization. Texas may secede from the Union, but it'll never secede from our hearts. Our final segment tonight, as every week, is called Person to Person and Person, where we share your valuable feedback with our audience. Still no feedback. Um, So as always... I'd like to give a shout out to our bros at Brose and to our voiceover artist, Adam West. You can find on Fiverr at his website, awestprod.com. Write us an email, damn it. Someone. I mean, it can be one of the bros from Brose, but someone should write us an email. That's all I'm saying. I mean, we do know personally that there are some people who will eventually someday hear this episode. Probably mm-hmm. long after we've given up and left it for dead. <laughs> Well, it's funny because we have the demos. We can see that people listen to the show. And it's a lot more people than just Brose and us. So whoever it is that's out there listening, don't be a stranger. Let us know. That's personandperson at gmail.com. No, it's anchor (laughs) person. God damn it, stop. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Folks, that's all the news the persons have for you tonight. Would you like a haiku written about the topic of your choice? Send your topic, and the anchor persons might just make that happen. Gene and Greg love your feedback, and there are so many ways to give it to them. Send them an email, anchorpersonspodcast at gmail.com. Find them on Twitter, at anchorpersons. Or visit their website, anchorpersonspodcast.com. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcatcher of your choice. Or simply tell a friend. Until next time. This is Gene Person saying you should always end a comedy set with a callback. And this is Greg Person saying some people get deeper into them than others. Good night.
A popular cheese has been recalled due to contamination by coliform bacteria. The jack-in-the-box down the street from my house and the jack-in-the-box on the other side of town immediately started a bidding war for that cheese. Royal Ice Cream has expanded a recall effort related to possible listeria contamination of ice cream products manufactured at one facility. The jack-in-the-box down the street from my house and the jack-in-the-box on the other side of town immediately started a bidding war for that ice cream. An E. coli outbreak has been linked to baby spinach. The jack-in-the-box down the street from my house and the jack-in-the-box on the other side of town immediately started a bidding war for that spinach. At least 20 people are dead in Argentina after consuming cocaine cut with a toxic substance. The jack-in-the-box down the street from my house and the jack-in-the-box on the other side of town immediately started a bidding war for that cocaine.